Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. I'm recording that? Nope. It's okay. All right. <laughs> well, no, I do want to put the disclaimer yeah. on, on the on podcast. Voice. Yes. Okay. So I'll say it again that um, Katie and I are not medical professionals. So if you do have, you know, um, or have trauma, unhealed trauma, or if you have ever been in a toxic relationship with someone who's a narcissist, this is not a way or for you to... experienced any type of abuse, because we will discuss that as well. Right. So... Um, Physical, emotional, and sexual. Well, I was... Potentially. I was going to say that we're not doctors first, yes. so don't use this information to diagnose anyone. And then I'm going to give the trigger warning, because we are going to talk about things that are... Um, they are triggering for people who have been through this, who have uh, trauma surrounding these issues. So trigger warning and a disclaimer, we're not doctors... Uh, close your ears and eyes if you don't want to hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> but we've lived it. So, I mean, if anybody, it's us. Yeah. Like I was telling her before we started, I was, <laughs> it was refreshing my memory so well. I had to change my music and kind of get myself into a reminder that I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, let's see. Let's start with Toxic. Yeah, toxic versus what? Toxic versus maybe this relationship just isn't for me. Like incompatible. Yes. So incompatibility versus someone, a relationship or someone being toxic. Right. So what you got for that? While this term can be useful in describing a relationship that is harmful or destructive, it is often overused to describe any difficult or challenging relationship. Right. Yeah, so it's it's getting watered down with the amount of like TikToks and posts about what is really um actually toxic versus just maybe incompatibility so a toxic relationship is one that is harmful negative and destructive to one or both partners it is characterized by behaviors such as manipulation control abuse and disrespect in a toxic relationship one or both parties may feel trapped drained or constantly on edge um, on the other hand, a relationship that isn't for you simply uh, may simply be the one that doesn't meet your needs or align with your core values. It may lack compatibility, communication, and shared interests. In this case, you may feel unhappy or unfulfilled but or and unconnected, but you do not necessarily feel trapped or drained. Um, and then uh, when I was looking this up, it gave a few things to mention over the word but <laughs> what uh, sorry i was reading the comments um so ways to it can be difficult to to distinguish between a toxic relationship and one that isn't for you um the here are some signs that maybe the relationship is toxic versus this just isn't the person right frequent arguments or conflicts that do not get resolved lack of trust or respect between partners manipulative or controlling behaviors Emotional, verbal, or physical abuse, feeling trapped, drained, or constantly on edge, walking on eggshells. Um, <laughs> you know, ultimately, it's important to prioritize your own well-being and happiness in any relationship. And I think that if you weren't taught that growing up, yeah, you know, you, we talk about people pleasing a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you're a people pleaser, you put everyone else's needs ahead of yours. And so you have to open your eyes. Yeah, I think there has to be like an awareness. Uh, Again, we go back to this all the time about awareness. But you have to have some sort of aha moment where um, you kind of put all these pieces together and you're like, "Mm, you know, this probably is not um, 
the best relationship for me. I'm noticing like X, Y, and Z signs and it's not really comfortable for me or, you know, maybe someone um, in your group maybe expresses like, hey, I'm noticing that you and so-and-so are having these kind of repetitious issues. Like, you know, when you go to that friend's house who's the relationship is like total trash. Uh-huh. And like they start arguing in front of everybody and then everybody the like it, it just it sucks it the, the air out of yeah. the room. And everybody's like, uh, should we just go? Like, what's <laughs> what's going on here? Will this ever end? You know, I think if you start to have those situations where and that's when you kind of lean into your friend and be like, hey, bro, maybe yeah. you need to reevaluate. And then also kind of like reflect on like, how did you get here? Like what in your life that you experienced or saw or that was modeled for you as a child that is giving you um, this kind of need to, to mimic that in your adult life. Well, and then what we talked about before we started recording was if you weren't raised in a loving family relationship, some of these toxic behaviors or, you know, abuse tactics or some of these things feel comfortable to you they don't feel toxic to you right because that becomes your norm and people don't realize that being uncomfortable sometimes it becomes your comfort that yes i say it all the time that's that you know don't sit in shit for so long that you forget it smells like shit Mm-hmm. So, but that happens in but our if, life. Yeah, if you've our, grown up in shit, you don't know. If you grow up in shit, sometimes you're just like, you, oh, this is what it is. And then you go out seeking new piles of shit mm-hmm. because you're like, wow, this is where I'm so used to being. I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> I'm like, dang, it is true. And I'm sorry, Facebook, I cursed a couple times. It'll get. Are we not allowed? There to will curse be more. Buckle up, Buttercup. There'll be more curse words. That's because I, I like to express myself. Are that we way. not allowed to curse? I don't know. That's on Facebook. Uh-oh. But I'm going to do it. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's ways to identify the incompatibilities in a relationship. And, and I think that that's important when you're dating anybody, for that matter. Yeah. So, yeah. but being able to determine, like, okay, you know, um, Religious beliefs sometimes are yeah. can do that. Uh, political beliefs 100%. can do that. Um, <laughs> I know I have on one of my dating sites. Right. Um, it won't work out with us if and yeah. I you voted for Trump. <laughs> one person responded and was like, is it not okay to make mistakes? And I was like, well, I mean, look, I guess maybe. But then I'm kind of like, why did you ask? Right. You ask? What yeah. is this sticker thing? I don't Oh, somebody sent it. Share oh, sent nice. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree that like, you know, there are some things that are like, if this, if this is the way, then we can't get past that. Like I can't get past yes, that. Those are so, core compatibility core values. things that just yeah. don't match. So I think being aware of those two, it's kind of like when you need to set boundaries in places and you have to be aware of yourself enough to set those boundaries. Yeah. I think this kind of goes hand in hand with that, especially when you have people who are, um, you know, trauma survivors for them to be able to sit and be like, okay, look, next time I know for sure not going to be f- hanging out with alcoholics or I don't want a guy who's, you know, uh, on, been an, uh, an addict, opiates or what, you know, like there's these little things. Yeah. <laughs> it almost sounds like I have experience here, huh? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. But yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, th- there's just going to be some hard nose. Yes. And that's where you have to kind of sit with yourself and, and get, get a list going or get some sort of like, you know, pros, cons, 
shit like yeah. that. And then as we go through these words, we will discuss, um, you know, we'll go into depth for some of those things. Yeah. Because as I was looking it up, I was like, oh, I don't know if everyone knows about this because I didn't know about it until I experienced it and I researched it and I was like, oh my God, all of these things happened. Wow. I sure wish I would have known that this was a thing. What it was called. Yeah. Like give it a name so that I can. Yeah. yeah. So now, now when I begin dating someone or start talking to someone, I can see these things so clearly. Right. Because I have the awareness. Yeah. You're like, I've been there, done that. I know what that looks like. All right, let me check our recording. Okay, we're good. All right, so next we're going to go into the narcissist. The word narcissist. Narcissism and selfishness share some similarities, but there are distinct differences between the two. A true narcissist is someone who has a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, a lack of empathy for others, and an excessive need for admiration. Um... (laughs) So here, I was thinking that was kind of like a uh, describing a um, someone that we know. Well, not people. not just that, but I, I was thinking like there might be a whole astrological sign. But carry on, carry on. Really, which one do you think it is? Yeah, I'll okay. We, we'll we can go into share that after share we later. have time. <laughs> okay, um, here are some ways to differentiate between a true narcissist and someone who might just be selfish. So you know, we talked about the lack of empathy, right, and grandiosity. Uh, I didn't know what that was yeah, until I started Tell learning. us what that word so, means, Katie, because in, it is a little weird. In the field of psychology, the term grandiosity refers to an unrealistic sense of superiority characterized by the sustained view of oneself as better than others. So this would be somebody who feels like they're like the king of the world. Yes, they are the king of the world. They can't be touched. My shit don't stink. I, I can drive 75 miles an hour down this road and I'm not going to get a ticket. Oh, They know me. Oh. I'm good. Do you know who I am? Oh, right? no, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> that would and, be fun. And that's what they say is narcissists have a highly inflated sense of self-importance, whereas selfish people tend to be more focused on their own immediate needs or desires. Right. Like I need this right now because I need this right now. Not because yeah. I want to flex. With, I by need having to it. show you right. how amazing I am so that I feel good about myself. Okay. Um, yeah. So then there goes into manipulation. Yeah, that ego, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why mine's not. It's probably for the best so that I don't get distracted. (laughs) Uh, Narcissists may manipulate or exploit others to achieve their goals, whereas selfish people generally more straightforward in their self-centeredness. Manipulation from a narcissist can take many forms and can be difficult to recognize at first. Here are some common tactics that narcissists use to manipulate others. Gaslighting. This is another one of the words that we're going to go into depth on. So, um, and also I'd like to add in here that narcissistic personality disorder is that. Yes. It is a personality disorder. It is not... It's not anything selfish, you can change. Selfish is a personality trait. Yeah. This is a personality disorder that would need would need to be treated with the help of medical professionals. A psychologist, psychiatrist. So I follow um, one on yeah. TikTok and he is in therapy and right. he is he's telling his story from his side as right. someone who's trying to get better. So that's the thing too, Which you know, really if you realize that you have um, you know, these characteristics and it's it's uncontrollable for you. Um, maybe listening here or finding this out could help guide you to get some help so that the rest of us will want to hang out with you. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, and that it is. It's 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 all kinds of therapy to go through and work right. through how they got there because in some of my research, a lot of how they got there is from their childhood. Right. And from having a narcissistic parent, mother or father. Yeah. And so then they turn it and, you know, I was listening to one and it was explaining how, I don't have the full details of how it happens, but it was kind of like when the child, you know, let's say they had a soccer game, they missed this goal, they did this, and then they got a lashing from the parent. But right. then in public, when they went somewhere and the... Everything was the, all, the they parent, glow. Yeah, they were like, oh, how is everything? Oh, my, this is the best, he's the best soccer player in the world. He did three goals on his last game. Right. And the kid's confused because he's like, wait, I didn't. And you just told me. So I can't right. go into all of that because, like we said, we're not doctors. But it's very interesting to look up and read about. Yeah. So do you want to go into gaslighting? Oh. <laughs> Let me take a bite of this gaslighting. It's really terrible. And it is well, I think lasting. Yeah. I think what is, is so deeply damaging about gaslighting is it kind of teaches you to stop listening to yourself and start to like second guess and and not – not be with yourself or, or your thoughts to where you just probably yeah, quit you don't talking. trust yourself right so that's that's definitely that's a lot of shit so gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse um, where the abuser manipulates the victim into doubting their own sanity their own judgment and their own reality the abuser deliberately distorts reality to make the victim question if their own memories and experiences really happened uh, gaslighting can be subtle it is an insidious form of abuse that erodes the victim's sense of self-worth and leaves them feeling confused, helpless, and powerless. So some examples and techniques of gaslighting. Ugh, it's like vomit. Yeah. Um, so that'd be like if you denied something happened. Like, um, you know, let's say uh, yesterday um, you uh, ate my cheese stick, my last cheese stick. And I know I watched you eat it. Right. And we talked about it yeah. while it was like, happening. Dang, that was my last like, why'd you one? take why'd you it? That? And then tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, I really wish I had that cheese stick right now. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? What cheese stick? Mm-hmm. You know, the one you ate yesterday. I didn't I eat your eat cheese, cheese stick. stick. Like, bitch, I saw you. I watched you eat it. Like, we had an argument. You're crazy. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And like, clearly, I'm not not tripping. You, but after you've gone right. through it so much, you're like, yeah, maybe then you're like, I maybe I did. Did I make that up? That. Like, yeah. did I not experience that? So, yeah, playing tricks on people's sanity like that is a uh, high class, super effed up. Like, yeah. All right. So that's that's something that you could do, or like trivializing somebody's feelings or blaming things on the oh, person so that are sensitive. not their fault. Yeah, you're, you're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good one. Um, manipulating them into doubting just doubting their own perceptions so the reason why an abuser will do this to someone is because they want to uh further isolate them from their people and make them uh kind of like a puppet because you're then you're afraid to do anything because if you do anything it's wrong and you're going to get called into question and this other person is never going to validate that the experience was really real so, or they're, they're always going to try to get get away from it and be like, this is this is not crazy. So, um, they just want to they just want to control, and this is another tactic uh, to get control. So, did you touch on the partner blaming you for things that aren't your fault? Yeah, blaming victims okay. for things that are not their fault. Like I cheated on you because you did this. Yeah, because you got fat. 
Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I cheated on you because I'm not attracted to you anymore. Well, then what are we doing together? Right. Yeah. Like, just go. So gaslighting is very effective in uh, toxic relationships because it preys on the victim's vulnerability and it enhances their self-doubt. So this this gaslighting person can just kind of get really, really into, you know, somebody's head. And um, it's, it's, I I I don't want to say the F word on Facebook. I don't know why I'm tripping about it yes missy lou brings up a really good what'd point. she say um the flying monkeys that back the narcissist who participate in the gaslighting knowingly or unknowingly making it so much worse yes the ina- i call them the the enablers yeah they are enablers <laughs> but that's also part of what's coming up next is triangulation yes which Mom. is a form of the manipulation that they do um you know when you bring another person into the really, picture right and you know you're using one against the other yeah like oh this person said this about you then you're not liking that person that part he's telling the other person that uh, whatever that mm-hmm. you're saying this about them and then that puts two people at war and then that keeps them in the clear right and then those two people are never talking and never knowing the truth right and that's what they do yeah and the smear campaign yes you're right you are so right <laughs> the smear campaign have you heard of that yes i didn't know what the hell that was either until one of our friends um <laughs> used to use it as a hashtag and i couldn't understand so i had to I Googled oh i know it, who you're talking and i was about like too. oh my gosh okay and that's true mm-hmm. so the smear campaign is when the narcissist breaks up with you and they tell everyone all these bad things about you um you're right nobody likes the truth teller yeah um, which that's not true because all my people know the truth and they they liked me <laughs> it's all the people who wanted to believe the lies um, this is true but yeah so the smear campaign is their way of trying to get people against you right it's just another to, way to isolate you further yes yeah yeah even in the breakup you can still be isolated like yeah. oh you, you i can't have you well then look i'm just gonna give you this smear campaign and no one will want yeah. you so yeah it's trash so triangulation, let's get let's get back to that and see what's what's up with that. Um, okay, so this occurs when a narcissist brings in a third party to create drama or conflict, often to make themselves look better or gain control over the situation and to cause disconnection between truths being revealed. For example, so-and-so doesn't like you because of this, and then they will tell the other person that. I remember in one of my relationships, this person told their family that we were in an open relationship and so the family inherently had a dislike for me or this person in the family and it wasn't until years later that i found that out i was like oh my god are you kidding me no i would never that's wild i don't know if i would ever do that i don't know but at that time i definitely knew i wouldn't and that was that was the expectation of what they thought about me was, so they thought like this chick. you were like this, uh, like just 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 yeah, out here, Jezebel. Yeah. yeah, and so okay. they were like, we don't want anything to do with. I her. mean, if you want to do that, that's your business too. But yeah, right. But let me tell my own truth. Let yeah. me live a truth, not some lie. So that what you've do you made think up. this person's intentions were for doing that? They didn't want their family people to like you, probably, because if the family comes in and then you learn the truth about them, mm-hmm. then they can't. All these things that they pretended to be 
can't be true. Right. So there was like a host of yeah. other stuff happening too. Yeah. Not just this triangulation. Yeah. No, no, no. All, yeah. Everything that we are going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, 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 I want to say that because it is um, paramount to understand that a lot of times these things are all going on at one time. Yeah. It's not just one tactic. When you are dealing with someone who is intent on being an abuser, you are going to find that there are, there's layers to it. So if you're seeing in your own relationship while you're listening to this, um, any of these things kind of happening, maybe maybe it's time to, to ask for some help. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so they want to create chaos and drama in the relationship. And that, that's like, and that also leads into your gaslighting and mm-hmm. you like thinking you're crazy or like, well, why don't they, these people like me? Oh, right. well, because this person's lying. <laughs> yeah. They just want to isolate you further and further and further, which is. It's so bizarre. Like, it, I feel like it's like because a, they know it's like that a moth if you to talk a flame to someone about it openly. They'd yeah. be like, "What are you doing? Yeah, friend? it's wrong. No, you, you gotta need go. to get out of here. Yeah, that's how I feel. You gotta go. How are we doing on time? Um, okay, hold on. In case we need to take a break, because we can only do fifteen minute segments on yeah, the let's, podcast. Let's, let's just pause. So, it podcast. We're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back in a moment. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a quick break. That's great. I love it. Um, so, um, where are we going next after? Uh, I have love bombing. Yeah, I have it too. Emotional blackmail. We can go through. So, love bombing is like in the beginning phase, right? You know. Yeah, that's the how they reel you phase. in. You're like, oh, I'm so special. I love you. I'll do all these things for you. I, Maybe it's showering you with gifts or taking you on these fancy dates or trips. Mm-hmm. And then once you're once you're sucked in there. You're the best person I've ever met. Yeah. I've, I've been I've, looking for you my whole life. I've never met anyone like you before. Uh-huh. You're like pure fucking magic. Which, which for us is hard because we feel that way. We're like, yeah, I am. And right. yeah, you know, yeah. you are lucky to be around here. This is true. But you just got to like. Slow it down. Like, listen, if someone's ready to marry you or move in with you after three months, you take a little step back. Take what do they call those? They're like hobos. Not hobos, but what is there's a word? What is it called? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> because um, what is no one falls in love quicker than a, a, a homeless man who needs a, a house or some. I don't know. Whatever. Somebody put somebody dropped a meme in the comments because I know yes. that there's a meme for this. <laughs> Nobody falls in love quicker than a man who needs a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> Whatever it is. Man. Yeah. So uh, have you ever experienced love bombing? Yes. Because I have. Yes. I, I've even thought that I was doing it to somebody. And I was like, <laughs> really? no, I'm not. You're like, no, I'm just this loving. I am. <laughs> I am yeah. that way. And I realize I'm like, no, this is just how I am. Right. Even when, you know, hobosexuals, Jake said. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, Jake. Yes. <laughs> I knew there was a word for it. Come through, other half of my brain. That's funny. Yeah, so I've definitely experienced it before. Um, Like, you know, dating this guy. And um, yeah, like literally was like, man, I want to get married to you. And I'm like, "Hmm." after how long? Maybe like 60 days. Yeah. And it's like. Um, you know, let's pump the brakes on that and see if we can make it like six months, a year, and then we'll yeah. readdress it because, yeah, I'm just not ready for that. Like, that's not a thing that I want to do. And, um, you know, 
I think right then too, you start to look at like the other red flags. Like, well, hold yeah. on, hold, 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 hold on. You're like, oh wait, you're serious. Yeah, it's two months, and this is too much. Like, this this is not really real. And then you start to learn like the history of the person when you're doing these dating things for the two months, and you're like, okay, so this is like who you are. Right, this right. is your mo. I don't want to play. Yeah. I want to get out of this sandbox. So, um, yeah, understanding what this is is helpful to you so that you can make better relationship choices in the future. Yeah. Hey, like, Dana. If it feels, hey, <laughs> marriage danger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it feels too soon, too fast, too much, it probably is. Yeah. And listen, it is hard because when you're single and, you know, it, I don't know if you've, been in this dating pool but it is hard to find someone that you like and so it is easy to get carried away if you find someone and they click all those boxes yeah. and you like them a lot but it doesn't have to be rushed and so the the same goes for their reciprocation if they're overboard and they're trying to do too much take a step back and see what happens isn't it nuts when we love bomb ourselves <laughs> yeah I love love bombing me. But I know my (laughs) intentions. Yes. And that's a big thing. And I think that that's the difference. It is intentions. Because if you're doing it with, you know, like an intent to like eventually abuse someone. I'm not abusing me. Like I'm trying to love bomb this woman or man to secure them into this relationship. Right. Yeah. This is why I'm doing it. I'm not going to continue to do this because this is not my character. This is not who I am. Yeah. This is what I'm doing to fool you into... Right, and to becoming thinking that I care pet. about you this much, yeah. because at the end of the day, it's not true. No. Um. Okay. So then, there's the emotional blackmail. Narcissists may use guilt, <clears throat> shame, or fear to get what they want from their victim. Emotional blackmail is a tactic that some narcissists use to control others by using their emotions to manipulate and guilt them into doing things that they want. Emotional blackmail may involve threats, coercion, or other forms of pressure to get someone to comply with the narcissist's wish wishes. Here are some common examples of emotional blackmail from narcissists. Threats. They may threaten to end the relationship or take away something important. The victim in order to get what they want. I'm leaving and I'm taking the car. Mm. That's a good example. Yes. I was like, what? I don't know. Yeah. Um, guilt. They may... They may make the victim feel guilty for not doing what they want, often by using language that suggests the victim is not caring or loving enough. Oh, you don't love me because you won't do this for me. Right. Fear. They may use fear to control the victim, such as threatening to expose embarrassing or damaging information. Shame. They may shame to make the victim feel bad about themselves, often by criticizing or belittling them in front of others. Um, Shoo. And it's 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 often not done as clearly as we think no, it, it is. is. It's the, very little. I'm sure bitty it's, it's covertly. Yes. Yeah. Blame. The, um, the narcissist may blame the victim for their own negative emotions or behavior, suggesting that the victim is the cause of all their problems. Yeah. If you didn't do this, I wouldn't do that. Like, yeah, you're trying to. I was only on drugs because I was in a relationship with you. Is something that I've heard. I'm sorry. 
by that time I was healed enough to, and I knew that that wasn't true and I was like okay we're, we're done <laughs> emotional blackmail can be very effective in getting someone to comply with the narcissist's wishes as it can create a sense of obligation or guilt that the victim feels they must fulfill it's important to recognize when you are being emotionally blackmailed and to seek support and help break free from the cycle of control and manipulation yeah that's like that's like the key takeaway from today is to be able to recognize these things in your partner or future partners to where you don't continue down this path so like these little um kind of intro bits like when these people start to show you who they are Mm -hmm. and if you see yourself here like reach out it's time to get some help um so recognizing signs and symptoms of abuse so like how you know well hold on okay one second so there there is love the narcissistic projection Okay, this occurs when the narcissist blames their own negative behaviors or emotions on their victim. Right. Um, so, like, uh, I mean, I probably wouldn't blame you if you cheated on me because this, this, and this. But really, in reality, they were the one cheating. Yeah. So that's their projecting that's their the way of admitting to it. on you. And then the silent treatment. We did talk about that. Yeah. So, and that's a really, really mentally, especially if you have attachment issues, like abandonment attachment issues. And so when someone gives you the silent treatment, that can physically feel terrible. Yeah, because especially if it's somebody you're in a partnership or, you know, any kind of relationship with and you crave to have this communication with this person about whatever problem you're having, um, for them to just give you the silent treatment, it, it feels like... It's like a way it's to like control the, it's you. It's like the end of the, the world for you. Yeah. Because you're like, no, all I want to do is be able to talk about this. All I want to do is Move be able to through this connect problem. with you and, and, and like, figure no, it out. We just want you. Yeah, that's, that's fruit. I did. I do this for you. Why don't you do this for me? Yes, Dana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that's that's on the. I have to take a time out and go get that fan. I'm I'm on fire. You're not hot. Okay. No. I'm hot. She's gonna open the door so that we get some. I'm I'm always cold, which is why I bring a sweater and long sleeves. Um. Oh yeah, I can feel the air. My ears are hot from the. Yeah, the, these things keep our heads warm. Found a little sunflower seed right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so we left off on the silent treatment, and that was all of the ways of manipulative behaviors that can show up not all of them there's no. probably way more yeah i would say that's most of them most so of them. if you see any of those crinkling in your life you need a gtf oh what there's one more of the things from which how you can tell a narcissist versus another person narcissists often have a history of unstable relationships due to their difficulty maintaining empathy and intimacy whereas selfish people may still be able to maintain healthy relationships the pattern tracking. Correct. So just like I was saying about the person who was doing love bombing. Mm-hmm. So once, you know, you're dating them long enough to where they start bringing up, like, past relationships. Because, you know, you get to talking about stuff. Yeah. Like, I've been married a couple times, like, twice. So there's things that, like, I want to explore and be like, hey, what did you learn from that experience? And so when you're with somebody who has n- these narcissistic qualities and, you know, you're in the moment with it, you're going to see a pattern of their relationships. 
But also you're going to see and hear what they want you to see and hear. Oh, for sure. And they can make up anything, you know. Um, it was told to me that this person still wanted to be with that person and that's why they were doing all of these things. Right. And I didn't know any better. I had no idea of any of the things. And so I was like, oh, man, you know, that's terrible. I was that chick. Yeah. I was the one who was like... Oh, my gosh, I believe you. I can't believe that. Let me help you. <laughs> I'll never talk to her. And now being in the opposite yeah. end, I'm like, mm. Stop talking about your ex, mm-hmm. Neil. <laughs> Who's Neil? I believe you. Neil Nayray. Suck. <laughs> yeah. We, so, we all have that ex. Yeah. So, some of us have several. Mm. <laughs> some of us made children with them. I <laughs> <laughs> know. Uh, it's all right. We can grow them up better uh-huh. than that. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so, yes. Um, let's see. Then we move into abuse. Yeah, which which most of these things we've been talking about are uh, abuse tactics. Yes. Um, so it's not, you know, we weren't just talking about like obviously physical abuse, but there's other forms of abuse. Yeah, emotional abuse is a real thing. Psychological abuse, financial abuse. Yes. Um, there's lots of there's physical violence emotional manipulation verbal abuse sexual assault financial exploitation and isolation yeah yeah right Dana she's yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) we're co-signing we are we do co-sign for all of this because you guys you guys get it so because you're not the ones that need to see this podcast. I mean, right. We know that you guys are the survivors like myself us. six years ago needed to see this. And right. Like, what? Right. And what's. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. So, um, yeah, it's understand. It's, it's important to understand that. Uh, and I want to reiterate that narcissism is a personality dis- disorder and not all abusers are narcissists. Correct. So that that's a thing. Um, you may have people who only abuse when they are under the influence of something when they are stressed out when they are um not getting their way in some part of their life so uh in this case we're going to talk about all all this is not just abuse that comes from a narcissist um so physical violence i think that this can be confusing to people if they've grown up with physical violence as a norm and so in a relationship, it may not be seen as seriously detrimental right. because you're comfortable and you're used to that. Yeah. And so I think that's something that a lot of uh, children who either experience like their parents being um, abused or doing the ab- abuse, uh, abuse in your household. Yes. So if you experience abuse in your household, um, there is a natural inclination that you are going to uh, end up in an abusive relationship yourself. So like it's it's like it's your your rate. I don't know what the percentage is. I'm sorry. We'll look it up and I'll put it in the comments. But um, it's really, really high. It, the probability is just so high. So it's very important. Again, if you see any of these things happening in your relationship right now, it's time to reach out because you don't want to continue to raise your children in this environment because they're, they're going to be a, a gen- generational um Repeat. It's going to repeat. <laughs> it's going to repeat. And you don't want that because I know for myself, I grew up in an abusive home. Um, and then I got into a relationship with a guy who was then abusive because I thought that that was love. Like I thought that that's what was normal. normal. That was normal in a house. Um, and it was not. So it, these are important. Uh, so I want to go into what in- is in 
involved in physical violence. This includes any use of physical force or violence against another person, such as hitting, slapping, punching, pushing, or kicking. It also includes behaviors like throwing objects or using weapons against the victim. Mine was a log. In court, he said it was a stick. And then the judge asked him how big was the stick, and it was a fucking log. And that's what he said. No. This is a fucking log. No, the judge was like, sir, what you're describing is not a stick. What you're describing is a log. And that's, it was done. Yeah. Because, you know, liars gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. in court. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then not show up to their court dates, too. Um, okay, let's move on to <laughs> emotional manipulation. We kind of went into in, into depths on that. But yeah. this type of abuse involves manipulating the victim's emotions in order to gain control over them. This may include tactics like gaslighting, where the abuser denies or distorts reality uh, for their own sanity and perception of events. And then verbal abuse. This can be any type of language or words to hurt or demean the victim, such as name-calling, insults, threats. And it can also include behaviors like yelling, screaming, or using harsh tones of voices. Yeah. Because it's intimidating. Har- like, harsh tones of voices, I didn't realize how, mu- how triggering that one is for me. Like, even now in my, you know, healing girl stage, I'm still, like, I'm so aware of people's tones of voices that when that happens, I shut down. I'm like, mm. I mean, like, there's, I, there, I can't react. I don't want to engage. I want to completely disengage because I'm like, I can see where this is going. Because you've had that experience, you know that it can escalate. Or you yes. think that it can escalate yes. because that's what your past has told you. Yes. But in reality, depending on who it is, it may right. not. Right. You know? yeah. It may be a safe person, but because of what you've gone through, you're like... No. We can't do this. Yeah, that's a no-go for me, pal. To me, this automatically goes from this yelling to throwing things and hitting things. There's levels to this. So once we get past the one part, and then, you know, we've done some name-calling or whatever, and then the voice gets raised because now I raise my voice. Like, don't talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. You know, try to stand up for myself. And then their voice gets raised. And when their voice gets raised, then it's like, ooh, yeah, I better sit down with that. Yeah, that's that's the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I had, without giving too many details, kind of the same thing, and it did escalate yeah. to a physical yeah. thing. Um, and it was on the third time I was like, I don't think this is going to get done today. Right. We can talk about this later. Um, I think you need to leave. And it there, there was a light switch that happened. And that was the first time that I had ever been in a position like that where someone who I – did not ever think would do something like that, did it. And that is mentally something that... Well, yeah, because then you don't trust anybody anymore because you're like, okay... If this person can do this, there's no safety. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you there. Um, Do you want to talk about the sexual assault? Or no? Like mine? (laughs) No. Well, I mean... I mean, I don't... I don't don't mean to laugh about it because we we have definitely talked about it before um but yeah i don't mind talking about what what sexual assault is i mean and especially the fact that abusers do this in order to just keep their control over you so that's when your abuser or whoever you're in this relationship with will um do things to your physical body that they don't have permission to do 
So, um, and that can be seen in all kinds of ways. And you don't even feel like you have the Control autonomy to be able to say no because you've been in this coercive relationship. Yes. So, um, and we've had this experience, I think, in, in, in many facets in our friend group as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and these fellas, people are mostly that. I mean, I know that women are, can be this way as well. So I don't want to leave that out or make a sweeping generalization. Um, but I don't, I don't want to tell that story because yeah. it's not my story to no. tell. So I'm going to leave that alone. But, um, but basically yeah. it's unwanted sexual contact and behavior such as groping, fondling, or yeah, all the way. the whole thing. Um, and it can include behavior such as coercion or pressure to engage in sexual activity against the victim's will. Right. Like, I don't feel like doing that tonight. Oh, but come on. You said that yesterday. Or, you know, yeah. and then, like, I'm just going to take it. And it, and if you know that your partner will punish you later, right. not talk to you, maybe not get groceries because you don't do that, you know, yeah. then you feel like you don't really have, well, I have, I pay for this house and I do this and I do that. And then you really might start internally being like well maybe they're right you know they do do that and this is the least that I can do and and then you're talked into doing something that you're not really wanting to do yeah because my next thing is financial exploitation yeah financial abuse in a relationship so that's any behavior that involves using money or financial resources to control or manipulate their partner this can include restricting access to money controlling the finances sabotaging a partner's efforts to become financially independent so that's 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 how you can't escape because Mm -hmm. if they control the purse strings on everything even if you make your own money like you go to your job but they have access to your account or they take your check when you get home or they take your credit card and put three thousand dollars worth of or 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 they do that yeah so they could get gas right right so then that's like you know totally let me kick the door open on that so yeah all these ways that they try to um, control how how much freedom you can have and the decisions that you can make because they're like, no, I'm I have all your money, or I'm controlling the finances, right. or I have the mo- the money. I have the this money. Is my money. You just live here. And since you didn't give me some poontang, I'm not buying you groceries. Yeah, that's terrible. This is gross. This yeah, is a gross episode. Is. I'm sorry, gross. it's a gross episode. But it needs. Do we need to, to take be- a break on here? Um, probably. I just gotta check. Yeah, let's just pause it. Thing, but it we are, really but we, I mean, we're, we survived. Because we've, all, we're, we've gotten to the other side yep. of it. Um, but when you're in the thick of it, it is terrible. It is yeah, really and terrible. It t- but it still takes you a good, I'd say, I mean, I, I like to think as long as the injury was, that's how long you should be looking to recover from it. Yeah. Like, so if you were in this, you know, and for us, unfortunately, we're in the relationship forever because mm-hmm. we have children. Yeah. So... You know, I think as as long as we are connected to these people, we will just be kind of like in this ricochet. Let me heal from this. Oh, I'm fucked yeah. up about that. Let me heal from this. The re-triggering. Yeah, because the... we can't we can't fully put them out of our lives. Yeah, uh, doing the research for the this episode, I was like, oh, this is terrible. I kind of like you know out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I'll think about it, but yeah, no, it's it's messed up. And so with the financial abuse as well. Um, I've done a lot of reading and researching about post-separation financial abuse. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pay child support. Child support. Yeah. Or spousal support. Right. Or, um, you know, let's say that you guys had a joint bank account. They cut that off. Yeah. Um, 
or also abusive courts, you know. Like just keep hauling you back into court over and over again. I've yeah. seen women do this with men too. So I know that it goes both ways because there have been some times where um, I've seen um, like mothers take the ex-husband back into court like every six months like clockwork even though nothing has changed in the situation but she is just so convinced that at one of these junctures she's going to get more you know because she's on the attack and then I've seen it too where men will drag women into court who really have no they have zero footing to make this claim right they just want to reduce their child support or they just want to reduce the woman the mother yeah and make her feel intimidated by this whole proceeding and then knowing that this woman the mother is going to have to spend you know a ridiculous amount of money which is again more could of have the, gone to their children more of the financial abuse so um yeah i've seen it on both sides i've seen women do it and i've seen men do it use the court system as a, a an abuse strategy and it's usually because they're no longer in the relationship with that person yeah. and this is their only, only way, way to like make them appear is to give yeah. them a subpoena yeah and that's, yeah, that's trash. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're reliving it in our heads. Yeah, I know. I'm like, While I we're talking so about it, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited that there are no tears, though, because that's. No, yeah, we've been pretty tough titties over here. Um, okay, and then so we didn't really go into much depth in isolation. Yeah. So when when an abuser is is isolating you, it is so that they can just further like sink their teeth into you. Um, yeah. So you don't get any outside um, support, brainwashing. Well, right. So they don't want you to have the support from your family and your friends, um, or to even like do the things that you enjoy doing. Like, let's say you uh, are, love cycling. They would, like, trash your bike. You know, any kind of way to keep you from your joy or from people that would help you out of the situation. They want to make you unbelievable. They want to make you not believe yourself. Yeah. Um, and then they want to keep you in that, that energy and that space. And they want to keep you to themselves. In the stress, scared. Yeah. I mean, it it feels like suffocating. And then you also feel like unwanted from your family and friends because you're like, why aren't they coming around? Why aren't they around like they used to be? But it's really because you are being isolated by your partner, by your abuser. And then you become to a point too where you feel like you can't make your own choices. Like you need this person to make decisions for you because you've been manipulated and gaslit so much that you don't trust your own decision making. Yeah. Yeah, that gaslighting lingers for a really long time. Yeah. Um, You know, like when I was going through my situation, it was very clear to you, like, no, you have nothing to worry about. Like, really, you don't have anything to worry about. But I think because I carried so much CPTSD from the actual relationship and the gaslighting, that I couldn't see it that clearly. Right. I was still under like a haze of, but maybe it is right. Maybe No, and I think that was one of the reasons why I was persistent and always reminding you of that because I didn't want you to fall. I'm like, you don't know. You don't yeah. understand. She would be mad at me, but I would be like, bro, no. No, you are. I'm like, all- or it could go this way. Yeah. And she's like, nah, I don't really she think was that it is. probably running like 10 plays on possibilities. And I get it because 
when you want to be prepared when you get this kind of trauma and then you have this you know continued abuse outside of it um you're always looking for like the survival strategies because now you've survived the trauma but then it's reignited so it's like whoa you know this person's back and i thought they were never going to be back and then they're back and they're uh, using a different abuse tactic to be back so yeah but it, it was knowing knowing innately and deeply and within my sense of knowingness whatever you know my gut my intuition was telling me that this person is not he's a, he's a bad person and he has a, a bunch of problems and he mm-hmm. needs to get help and hopefully this is the avenue that he can get all the things that he deserves yes <clears throat> and dana, we that, went- that dana dana glass that goes that goes for yours too <laughs> once we went through the process part of the process and it was black and white right for the you know the thing that i wasn't sure if it was gone or you know i'll just say there was a drug addiction and i had been told for months and even years oh no this is not something you're you're crazy mm-hmm. i'm not doing this da, 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 da. give me a drug test i'm not paying for a drug test i'm not the one that has you know right I'm the one taking care of the child. <laughs> yeah. But once the drug test came back through the courts, it was clear. Like, you can't lie about that. Right. You know what I mean? And so. Not it was clear. It was positively full of drugs. Yes. So and that really gave, bad that drugs. gave clarity drugs to that the that situ- are killing people. That gave clarity to the situation to show that she was accurate in every concern that I had. Right. And that triggered a whole new step of healing, too. Yeah. Because. Before it was like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is going to be positive and maybe it's going to go the right way. And then it was like, no, here it is right here. Yeah. You are right. Yeah. Your concerns are right. Your hesitations are correct. You were validated. Yes. I was validated. And then I was able to um, heal more through that because I was like, okay, okay. I'm not I am a, doing the right. right. I'm not a crazy person. I didn't make this up. This is really real. It's factual. It's documented. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was probably the. Defining that's exactly moment. what needed to happen in order for me to feel comfortable moving forward the way that I was doing. Hey, Alan. Yeah. No, hey. you're absolutely right. And it's good to have that. And then for that, that his abuse tactic to have uh, backfired <laughs> on him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who does that? Uh, well, but but yeah. by him doing that, that was re-traumatizing. Like, yeah, definitely. And it was intentional. Going to court. I don't go to court. I don't go to... He he visits there often. So for him, it's like, eh, whatever. Just another right. day. For me, it was very, like, I'm a little more sensitive. I'm also a little more dealing with the, the fallout of it. And so for me, it was. It was very re-triggering and re wounding right all while i'm trying to raise the child yeah and heal from his yeah. his waves yeah i feel you what do we got next um i think that's it that's it Hold no on, way it was a, it's we're a, at 51 a, minutes that's a wide swath guys so um again and then maybe maybe it's not you that's being abused maybe you recognize that this is happening to one of your friends maybe one of your partners partners one of your girlfriends. Um, so obviously, if it's physical abuse, you'll you'll see it. You'll know what that looks like. Um, but there are behavioral indicators, like um, the fact that you won't see them so much, that they will be isolated from family and friends and avoid certain activities. And then they have a great amount of fear and anxiety. 
some psychological indicators of abuse include depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, suicidal thoughts. Victims of abuse may also have a hard time sleeping, eating, or concentrating. Um, so if you start to notice that your friend's in this relationship and that they're exhibiting some of these these characteristics, I would I would definitely want to you know get a little more in depth with that and um, try try to help them get some help. And then um, as far as again with the narcissistic personality disorder, I want to really hone in on that 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 is a personality disorder and that is something that needs to be addressed with a medical professional. That being selfish is not the same as as being having a narcissistic personality disorder. Agreed. <laughs> It was the person's sister Bro, for me. People me. Need- I was like, yo, if your sister knows this, like <laughs> your siblings know you the best. Yeah, they right? do. <laughs> they sure do. So I want to say this too before we end this uh the the podcast and the stream that um there's support for you. If you are going through this, if you are a narcissistic person, and if you are leaving one of these situations, there is support for you. If you need anything and I've been a, a I know that I've had people come to me throughout most of my adult life um needing help sometime in these situations and I have opened my home I have you know helped them get uh a living situation like an apartment and furniture so don't underestimate the power of people in your network when you need to when you need to get and if this person is controlling your finances um don't worry about that. We'll help you and we'll make it go. And if you feel like you absolutely must, you can pay me back later. You know what I'm saying? Because there's, some people think that that's like a thing. There's also other routes too. So maybe you might be too embarrassed to go to your friend. Yeah. You might not want to tell anyone that you know. You might want to get some information. Anonymously. Um, if you're from New Orleans, there is the New Orleans Family Justice Center. They have a lot of services that they offer. They have self-defense class. They have meditation and yoga, which we know helps work through trauma. Yes. And these are free classes. And I almost believe that they offer um, child care so to you can the do mothers. The classes. Yeah. That's so awesome. when you come there, um, we'll add the the website the link. links so that in case anyone who is listening um wants that there it is and you don't have to go looking for it all right it, it makes the the barrier between you and getting out and being safe yeah a lot easier when you have a lot of resources yeah because when you've been mentally yeah. pulled down yeah. emotionally pulled down physically pulled right. down financially pulled down it is very hard to see Right. Oh, let me just go. And especially if you don't have family support, if you don't have mm-hmm. a family to fall back on, I can very easily see how it would just be. Well, I just have to stay. Right. I don't have any other way. There's especially no, if there's there nowhere for involved. me to go. Yeah. Especially if there's kids involved. Yeah. 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 Been there. Been there. So we'll uh, we'll link everything in the comments of the podcast. And um, thanks, guys, for coming and listening with us today we appreciate y'all um let us know what you thought about today's episode what what we talked about um i know a bunch of y'all love comments about your experiences and i can't wait to go back to read them and i appreciate you guys being vulnerable enough to share those uh in the comment section yeah so thank you we love you and thank you for uh listening and watching to authentic existence with katie and Lori. bye bye <laughs> oh wait you have to end the live i have to end it katie